Hi, this is David from Wedding Business Growth. Wedding Business Growth is committed to helping you succeed in the wedding and events industry and grow your business in a sustainable way. Thank you for tuning into Wedding Business Growth Podcast. And now stay tuned for part two of this episode. There's a, um, I think it's, I, I, there, there's a new, like a new term out. And I, I know Elon Musk has talked about it a bunch on Twitter and mostly in a negative space. Um, but it's, it's the sort of new thing it's called, uh, E E S I may be wrong on this. I think it's like ESG or something like that. Um, but basically like it, it's, it's talking about how your, your profit or your, like your business worth, um, should not be measured with with profit but rather with like what good you do for the environment social Mm. and uh the other the last uh acronym letter i can't remember um you know and it's not i I don't think it's a healthy a healthy frame of mind like from to to be like the most important thing um but but i do think it's very important to consider what 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 good you are doing for the next people coming along uh you know and that even goes back like i said on the day up to say uh, hey, you're not as experienced of a, of a wedding vendor as I might be. Uh, so let me help you along. Let me let me get you started. Let's do lunch. Let's do coffee. Let's network. Uh, let me help you. Yeah, and I know I always appreciated that uh, when I was first starting. You know, David. You know, always helping me. Like I didn't even know what an audio recorder was, and he's like, "Hey, man, you know, you you might you might need this." Sure. And I was like, "I'll I'll never forget that because I was like, I would have went into a wedding and been like, oh, I, I guess I need that." So. I, th- I think that's fantastic. Like being able to network, having the community and just like you said, just I love the the taking a step back from yourself and kind of looking into the, the lens of another person, you know, even asking as something as simple as asking, hey, what do you need help with? I, we had a, we had a guest on um, probably a while ago now. Um, and, you know, the DJ had asked the planner, you know, hey, you know, can I help you with anything? She was obviously like pretty frantic and, you know, rushing. And he was lighting candles at tables. And, you know, yeah. all, all it is starts with a simple question is, how can I help? Yeah, I and, think there, there's also a picture of me uh, pouring water at tables. Right. Uh, like, like I, and, and it's not like, this isn't like a, like a look at me thing. This is right. a, um, it, it, it's, it's just like trying to set a good example because I think we could have an, an all together have a better, you know, a, a, a better industry uh, yeah. if we all work together. The, the St. Louis market here is really, really great about that sort of thing, about like, let's all get together, the, the big tent sort of idea. Um, having having gone to other markets, I, I have felt like that's uh, it's not exactly the same everywhere. Uh, so I feel like I'm very fortunate to be here. Uh, very Midwest values, very like, you know, very friendly, very sort of like small feel, but there's 1,500 people in this group. Um, you know, things like that. Like I... I have poured drinks before. I have I have literally gone beer line, and because you know we needed to we needed to clear the line for the grand entrance, uh, you know, so things like that. Uh, that's probably not suggested or allowed anywhere, um, but you know, stuff like that I think is is very important to look at and consider and just say in any situation if there's any sort of a problem ever with anyone, say how can what can I do to at least get this closer to resolution. Yeah, such a great point. You know, I think it's it's easy to get caught up in, you know, my responsibility, my job here today, you know, whatever the case may be, it's easy to get caught up in that. And I think, I think if you have this, you know, uh, kind of servant heart, this, you know, pay it forward first kind of mentality, 
then it starts even before the event even happens, you know, and there are things that you can set up and, um, you know, just little things like one of the things that, that, that we do is send, uh, we send an email to the videographer, the photographer, you know, and say, Hey, we're going to be working with you on so-and-so's event. If there's anything we can do to help you, if there's anything we can do to help make that day easier for you, please let us know. You know, if you can let us know ahead of time, then if we need to have anything, then it's better to know ahead of time, obviously, so we can bring it with us. Um, sure. And it's just a small thing. And it, and the, the beauty of tools and resources and things that are out there and, and like some of the things that software and things like that that you're working on is this can be an automated thing. It's not something you have to remember every single right. event you do. It's kind of like you set it up. You set it up with the intention of, of, you know, wanting to do well and help people. Now, let's be honest. We probably only get back maybe 30 to 40 percent of the people that we send that to. Do we get something right. back from? And that's OK. You know how it goes with email. Number one, you don't even know if they got it or not. Right. You hope they do, but you don't really know. Sure. Um, you know, uh, and, and, and then some people will just read it and maybe, uh, yeah, I'll respond to that and then forget. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why. But the bottom line is that it's just one step to say, hey, I, I understand that we're going to be working together. Um, I acknowledge the fact that you are going to be there. And right. is there anything that I can do from my standpoint to make your life easier? Now, and I'm not saying that we are sending that to every single vendor at the event, right. but we are definitely sending things like that to the planner, the photographer, the videographer. Those are the people that we are going to be most in contact with and working most closely with sure. during the event. You're, we, we call them your your action vendors like those mm -hmm. are the ones that you're you're taking action with mm -hmm. uh, you know you're sort of that and and not only that like let's say let's say you benefit zero dollars from any of it all year it's gonna make the day of so much easier and so much better uh, you know if you're not if you're not worried about um, money anything like that take it all out of context Um like it, it makes the day up so much better because they, they go, oh, I already know you, you're, you're David, you're going to be the DJ, uh, you're Nick, you're going to be the videographer. So, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I think, I think we've, we've definitely touched on this subject quite a bit. Um, you know, already this, this little subtopic, but, um, I, I, I don't think it could be understated at all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think you do bring up a good point too, about it doesn't have to be all about money. Peace sure. of mind has a lot of value to it. Oh, yeah. sure. And, and, you know, being able to, um, to have a smooth event and, and as minimal hiccups as possible, uh, you know, really goes a long ways. And, and like you said, it's not always going to be an immediate ROI. Sometimes yeah. that ROI is going to come down the road when you least expect it, you know, right. and, and, you know, you're going to get a referral, you're, you're going to have an opportunity. And, and if you've been in this industry long enough, we have all experienced where you get a referral, like from somebody who you did an event for like yeah. six years ago, you yeah. don't even know who the hell they are anymore. I mean, yeah. no offense to them, but you're like, I probably did, you know, 2000 events between when I did yours and now, right. but, but they knew who you were, you know, right. and, and that's why you just never really know. Sure. Yeah, I did. I had that uh, a couple of weeks ago from a wedding planner. I was like, I know your name, but I haven't worked with you in over two years. Uh, but you but I still book the event um, because, you know, maybe maybe they're not like the salesy type. Maybe they've just been waiting for somebody to go, do you know the DJ? And then they go, oh, yeah, I know this guy. And and like a lot of wedding vendors, too, don't do the volume. that Some of us do uh, like a lot of wedding vendors. It's it's, you know, five to ten. 
uh, is is what they want to do. You know, it's not the the fifty every weekend doing it, uh, and they're happy with that. So then the amount of people that ask them, the amount of chances they get, not as much. But um, if you can have say say one vendor refers you every other year, um, and you can build up a hundred of those, right? Say you do fifty weddings a year, you need to touch two per. Um, that's not difficult, right? Like you just be, just be extraordinarily helpful. Uh, within two years, you're entirely doing 50 weddings a year on referrals and you don't have to pay anything for that. You don't have to pay the not, you don't have to do sales because we all know that a, um, a referred client is so much easier to sell than one that comes to you cold. Uh, one that comes to you off an ad off of anything like that. Like if they're referred, uh, the sales are already done. Uh, you just have to pretty much go, what questions can I answer? Here's what your invoice is going to look like, and let's get it signed. Let's get it booked. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and one thing that I just thought of off the off the bat was um, people always remember how you make them feel. Sure. So if you're always leaving that impression on vendors, on planners, on anyone you work with, it always comes back to you tenfold. So For sure. I've always always tried to keep that in mind as well. Um, I remember how people make me feel good, bad, and indifferent. So um, it's always good to keep in the back of your head as well. So, That's no joke. Yeah. I think if, I think if we were able to, uh, and, and before I go into this, I, I definitely want to you know encourage those of you that are watching right now, maybe drop in the comments like what are some of the things that you guys have done. It'd be interesting to hear some other things that people have done along the lines of like helping another vendor or, or yeah. maybe another vendor helped you with something or something like that. So if you're watching right now and you have something like that, drop in the comments. We'd love to hear about that. But I was going to say, I think if, if, if we could maybe find a way in our minds to go back and tr almost treat every event like it's the first event we ever did and remember that feeling you had and remember that um, anxiety that you had. And, and hopefully it was a scenario where there were people there to support you and help you. And maybe they didn't even know it was your first event. You know, sure. I, I told I, I told this story before, like I used to joking. I mean, for like probably 10 years, if I was working with people that I'd never worked with before. And Nick, you've already heard me say this before. I would literally tell these people, hey, listen, this is my first wedding. I'm going to do the, <laughs> I'm going to do my best. I, I feel prepared. I think I'm ready. Um, but I'm, I'm just letting you know that because I don't want you to worry. I'm just letting you know that. And I always had this thought in the back of my mind. I'm like, well, if I screw up, then they might be like, oh, it's his first wedding. He'll, you know, whatever. He'll be fine. But if I do really good, they'd be like, well, damn, that was his first wedding. I can't imagine how good he's going to be when he gets a few yeah. events under his belt, Wait, right? So this, dude, this dude's a legend. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's yep. so funny. I, I always, whenever whenever I had, um, whenever we had multi-op, I, I would train people. And it, it'd usually be like 15, 20 events they would train with me uh, or a senior DJ before we'd put them on their own. Uh, and you know, and they, they'd always, they'd always somehow the same question come up. They'd say, what do I do when somebody asks me how many weddings I've done? I, I told, I'd always tell them, I say 35 until you've done 35, then you use your real number. Uh, because you don't want to tell a bride, this is my first wedding. Like you are my guinea pig. We're going to see how this goes. Yeah. Uh, we're going to see how it goes tonight. Yeah. You're, you, you always have to project confidence, um, until, until, until it's real, you know, fake it until you make it. That's sort of thing. Well, I think, uh, you know, I think, I think there is a, um, and I, and I saw a comment here from Chris. I'm going to go yeah, to that yeah. in just a second. But I think that there is a, uh, you know, that is a that is kind of an interesting topic that maybe we want to dive into a little bit about, you know, how how to handle that early on situation yeah. because you bring up a good point. Before we go into that, though, 
Chris said, my shoelaces snapped and the venue had an extra set. I mean, that's that's very unique. That's cool, though. Mm -hmm. You know? Who? Like, I don't even have an extra set of shoelaces here. Myself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. The only reason why I have extra ones is because I have way too many shoes and they they totally taken over my my closet here in the podcast room and they and now it seems like they give you like three different color laces that you can you know mm -hmm. interchange with the shoes so yeah, that's the only right. reason why i have any extra ones but i wouldn't have them with me but you know this brings up a good point you know belts people people break belts at events before mm -hmm. um you know i've been guilty of the old you know crouch down too quickly or, or too too <laughs> too far and next thing you know the ass end of your pants is split out yep. you know like there's there's all kinds of things. I've had that happen to me in an event. You know, I'm not too too shameless that, to admit that. That's another that's another podcast idea is like embar just embarrassing stories. David, yeah. if we could get like 10 of us on here and we could all just share like the worst thing that could ever happen, uh, yeah. like the worst thing that's happened to you. I think that would actually be really good for some confidence of younger wedding vendors. Yeah. Um, because like they, like what's the worst that could happen? This is the worst that could happen. Yeah. Like, and, and we all got through it, right? Yeah. Um, that's I, a great I, idea. Nick, we should do that. We, we just really need to get um, You know what? We should just send a mass email out to all of our guests that, that have been on yeah. before or any of our viewers that want to join us. And we should just, hey, this, this platform will let us put like 12 people up. Let's push it to the limits. Let's put all 12 of us up there and let's do something like that um, sometime soon. I think that's a great idea. I would um, okay. Here's another here. one. Uh, at the DJ Expo, a vendor forgot his belt, and I had an extra one. I let him borrow it for the entire week for the show. Cool. Good That's, stuff, man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah you just cool. never know. Um, but let's go back to the other thing for a minute because that, that is, that's an interesting thing. Um, and, and, Nick, you, you might have some insight on this. No, no offense, but just because you're a little bit newer, of course. But, you know, what is, you know, what is the right way to handle that situation where it's like, in all honesty, your first event had to happen at some point. Like at some right. point, your first event had to happen. Right. Um, for, for a lot of us, if you're trained properly, that first event typically doesn't happen on your own. Right. But still, at some point, your first event on your own has to happen. Sure. And, and I think yeah. it's, it's a fair balance of like you want to be honest to the clients, but you still want to build confidence in the clients as well. So I'm just curious. Nick, I'll go to you first, and then of course Cole jump in as well with um, with anything you might have. Yeah, it was tough. I kind of embraced I embraced the newness um, when I like when I was like that first year. The first year is uh, like the hardest, it, hands down. Um, but I I I luckily went to school for like something in my in the field was media studies, so I had um like a degree in in film studies and that kind of stuff so i i did like kind of use that as like a pretty heavy crutch That's in the true. beginning i like I, couples would ask me like oh how many weddings do you done i was like oh well you know i'm just getting started but i have i have my degree in media studies and i would kind of throw that in as a little caveat and usually that's quick enough where they say oh where'd you go to school or it it, it kind of was just like it deviated the conversation enough to where um i wasn't being like blatantly like 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 not honest, but it was just like, oh, you know, yeah, I went there. And then by the time we got there, you know, I was asking other questions and um, that's kind of how I navigated in the beginning. Um, yeah. But now luckily I can say 
<laughs> you know. Right. Well, I think it, I think any kind of formal education in anything that helps. usually you know helps and and puts yeah. people's minds at ease a little bit. Um, but but I think that's also a, a more um, that that's also a, a more deeper conversation to talk about the different ways that people you know reasons why people buy. You know, what, sure. do, do people make purchases based on you know statistics of of your company do they make them based on how you make them feel you know there's all these different reasons um you know and actually we have uh sam who's been on our show before sam jacobson and, and he's going to be on our show down the road uh in a couple of weeks as well really dives into that a lot and and i think that that's an interesting thing cole where, where are you at on that on uh like how to handle your first few yeah yeah just ideas because i think it's a great great uh something to offer to to newer younger you know, business, you know, people, whether they're, they own their company or they work for another company. Yeah. I, I think it, I think it depends on, on honestly, like what you're doing. Uh, and, and also dude, the, the confidence that you set, uh, with your clients and your service is so much done beforehand. Mm -hmm. Like very little of what, how they feel about you is determined on the day of, um, you know, because they, they don't do the whole day as a blur. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Um, with with me like i i started out djing uh with a with a, a very small like mom pop uh shop that was intertwined with my mother-in-law's venues and um a very like convoluted history there um i ended up marrying her daughter so um but but yeah man so like we you know we, we had a lot of experience there and we were just sort of like the house venues so that i was very blessed enough to deal with that but whenever i had employees that did um I would always say like, like they, they, they worked with us. Uh, you know, like I said, they would do probably 15 with me. And then, um, uh, my, you know, my mother-in-law or my wife would go out with them for maybe five or 10. Uh, and then at that point I'd say like, you use all of those and say you did all of those, like say 25, um, you know, a good number to where you go. Okay. Like I haven't seen 25 bad reviews, uh, on their service. So I'm going to say that they're probably okay. And then once that number, once you do 25 on your own, then you can start going up from there, you know, but until then your number is like you, you started out because you don't want to freak the client out either being like, this is my first one. Um, because it can get a little, like they can get spooked, uh, by things that might not matter. Like you, you might do a great job, uh, but they don't know that. Yep. Right. So it's the, like, that's the, that's the, that's the crazy thing about weddings and it, it's both a blessing and a curse for newer people. Uh, is that like, if you go to like, I don't know, like a Taco Bell, um, and you're not a fan, like you throw it away, you waste $6 and you never go again. Um, you don't have that same luxury with weddings where, um, you know, you can just go, eh, like I didn't, you know, I didn't waste that much money. Uh, it wasn't that expensive and I can do it again tomorrow because you can't, um, you know, so that's like, always think about like, I need to keep them calm. But other than that, like I need to also like live my live my truth, right? Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, Chris uh, again says uh, you just say you worked with other DJs and assistant before venturing out on your own. Took a few leads for uh, a few weddings, so this is very similar to kind of what you were saying. I think, yeah, I think I think a lot of times, like you said too, like that confidence um, that you have in your conversation um, says a lot, and if sure. if you if you're if you come across confident about the job that you have to do for them and the relationship you're going to have with them there's a good chance that that question may never come up it could just be kind of more of a curiosity thing sure. you know 
Um, so this is interesting, you know, and, and again, I mean, I, I don't want to say I would ever condone like lying to a client about anything, but I think that it's still because like you said, the last thing you want to do is, um, you know, is to, to create an uncomfortable situation that's not necessary because sure. at the end of the day, if you know how to do your job, you're, and Nick knows, I say this all the time, it, you're doing a job for somebody who is already on an emotional high just because of what the event is. Right. Like you really, really have to shit the bed to, yeah. to make it a bad situation. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. They're not, they're not going to know the difference between a great fill in the blank vendor and a good fill in the blank vendor. The only, the only thing that they're going to know the difference between is a great experience or a shitty experience realistically. Right. right? Which, and then a further, one other thing, and I'll, and I'll, I'll let you comment yeah, on this. Is. One other thing about this too, is that we also have to understand who defines what a great fill in the blank vendor is and a good fill in the blank vendor is because we can sit here amongst ourselves and say, well, so and because just because Cole and I are both DJs, we can say, well, you know, so-and-so is such a great DJ, blah, blah, right. blah. But that doesn't mean necessarily that that person is a great DJ. That means that person is a great DJ for the people that he or she connected with. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so, and, and that, that sort of circles, you've got two points there I want to touch on. So the first one is that like um, the, the whole experience overall as a day, like, did they have a good day or a bad day? That circles back to like the very first, like two minutes that I came in, which was like, if, if they have an awful day, it's going to look bad on you, whether you were the best DJ vendor in, insert your, you know, your, your, your category here. Um, you know, if you were the best ever, but everyone else, you know, crap bed, like you're still like the day's still bad. And then you're still not going to get a great review. Uh, and if you do, it's not going to be passionate. Um, and then, yeah, like it, what, what makes a good vendor? Like, like you said, like for DJs, like, um, I get this all the time where, DJs particularly, and I'm sure Nick, it's probably the same with videographers, but on 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 different things. Um, we love to judge other vendors and other other not other vendors, other DJs um, based on things that only DJs care about. Um, like how good can you scratch, dude? A client doesn't know. Uh, sync button is another thing, David, where they'll be like, oh, you're a, you're a sync button DJ. Clients don't care. Um, I, I, I love to do this thing at weddings where I'll have, uh, I'll have my clients come back and they'll, you know, I'll get the photographer and the videographer in on it. All the clients come back before and I'll, I'll stop the whole thing. No music. And I'll say, I think I'm doing an okay job, but I think the bride and groom could do better. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. And I, I show them everything, the scratch, all of it, uh, loop rolls, filters, everything. And I say, go, and you give them the controller and they go crazy. They have fun scratching, playing, whatever, for like three minutes, they get some good photos and videos out of it. Um, but this last weekend I had a bride, uh, come over and she was like, I had no idea that it was that hard. <laughs> that was like, it's kind of part of the reason why I do it because, yeah. um, because it shows that like, you know, you're, you're doing this, but again, like they the clients don't know that those turntables are functional and they don't know that these buttons do things so they don't care as long as the end product is what they want um they don't really care how you get there you know so judging like oh they're a good vendor bad vendor that sort of thing um it's totally arbitrary and we love to do this sort of uh forgive me like circle jerk thing where like you know it's this it's this crazy thing like um 
you know, oh, you're a, you're an awful, you know, you're not a good wedding vendor until you've done a thousand weddings. Like nobody cares if you do it, if you do a really good job and you take care of the client, nobody cares. Yeah. And I mean, not only that, there are some people out there that are phenomenal at their job that mm -hmm. do 10 events a year. And yeah. that's because that's the business model they choose to do, sure. you know, and then going back to, um, going back to your point is, you know, that couple comes out and they do their thing and you're probably internally cringing like, Oh my God. But let's be honest, their friends and family are out there going ape shit, going absolutely yeah. nuts. And it goes back to like, I literally have goosebumps right now thinking about it because you are creating an experience that those people are going to remember. The, the you know the after party the next day two weeks to, when they you know catch up with each other after the honeymoon and all that stuff what are they going to say oh that was so much fun and you guys were so crazy when you were up there behind the dj blah 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 you know and, and to the point of that i had a couple uh, a couple years ago that actually asked me ahead of time the groom was like man i've always wanted to be a dj he's like i have no idea how to do it but i just think it would be so cool blah 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 and i said okay well let's do it at your wedding then I'll show you how to do it. And then it turned into like, he wanted to do it and the yeah. bride wanted to do it. So I was like, cool, even more fun. So I showed them, just like you said, just a quick, easy, simple thing to do. They got up there, their friends went crazy. He got it awesome. He got it, well, they both did, but he specifically got an awesome photo out of it that he yeah. was using as his photo on Instagram, like his little you know icon photo yeah. on Instagram forever, using that photo of him DJing right. behind my stuff. And- I just saw that. So this wedding was probably at least at least three or four years ago. My my time all blends together, but I know it was at least three or four years ago that this wedding happened. And I just saw them a couple weeks ago at another wedding. Now, mind you, they live in San Francisco. So I just saw them here locally at another wedding and they came over to me and they're like, do you remember who we are? And I said, absolutely. I remember who you guys are. And, you know, we talked and joked about sure. that little scenario and we ended up taking a picture together because they were like, you know what? The one thing we regretted about that night was not taking pictures with all of our vendors. So here we can take a picture with our DJ tonight. And he, right. you know, he posted on Instagram, tagged me the whole nine yards. And, you know, that's that, that's just an example of just creating that experience. That is what is so much more up here over how good you actually transitioned one song out of the other or right. whatever yeah for sure yeah, yeah. i think it comes back to that feeling again too like you create the experience and how did you make him feel in that moment you know he'll he'll never forget that like that's and that yeah. i think that's so amazing and again if you go back to that and that's how you operate versus i i have to be the best videographer i have to I have to color grade my footage just the right way. It's like, dude, like, like we were talking about, you know, that I'd say that's the equivalent of the video side of things in terms of the scratching is like, if you're color grading your own footage and yeah, you can add your own unique looks and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like the couples don't really notice like a, a massive difference in whether you have right. the camera do it or you, or you do it yourself. Like you can do the same thing in camera or whatever. Sure. It's the feeling, it's the feeling you give them. It's the experience. It's the delivery process, you know, are you timely? Are you, you know, are you communicating well? And how does the video really make them feel? I think those things are so much more important than bringing out the giant cinema camera and saying, oh, you know, right. So great yeah, stuff. Absolutely. I love it, man. This has been a great conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love it, man. I, I hope you guys will have me on for more if you guys aren't like, he dragged that thing out for hours. No, um, I, I, listen I to me. I think when it comes to this topic, I don't think you can talk about it too much, you know? Oh. Um, because really important. 
you know, fill in the blank wherever you, you know, wherever you live, if you're a, a, a viewer right now or a listener later on on the podcast or whatever, whatever town you live in, there's probably have there's probably been conversations like this that have happened in, you know, local, whether it's a local wedding, you know, group, wedding vendor group or sure. uh, maybe a part of NACE or, or, you know, all of these little meetup groups and things like that. These conversations have been happening throughout the years. And the reality is that there's a small percentage of people that take all of it in and do exactly what we're talking about. How can I make myself a better team player for the, you know, for the group? And then there's a a little bit bigger percentage of people that are like, yeah, that all sounds good. I'll give it a try. And then sadly, there's a lot of people, a lot of most of the time, the biggest percentage of people who are like, yeah, that's all great, but I'm still going to do what I normally do. And it doesn't, fix the problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying that it's a problem, but just saying that if you have the capability of doing something better than you're already doing really well, why not do it? Especially when that leap is not a huge leap. Yeah. There was a, um, <clears throat> there was a post in a, a market that I used to be in. I'm not going to drop any names or locations. Um, but there was one, I, I remember it. And I remember being like, like visibly outraged to the point to where uh, my wife Lauren looked at me and she was like, "What's wrong?" Um, but the the post it was a DJ's group and um, it was for like a like a, a region and it was just it was like like a, it was just this huge like uh, like vomit mob of guys just patting each other on the back like it was a really big echo chamber um, and it was toxic and one of the things that came out of it was they 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 made this post and everybody was like, "Yeah, yeah, you're right." And it said, stop doing things that aren't your job. And it made me cringe so bad because my whole business has been based off of doing things that weren't my job, Um, you know, scaling our our multi-op like we were able to. And then now being able to convert that into a single op and then eventually now a software company that we're working on. everything has been built on doing things that weren't my job because then the people whose job it was, uh, they're going to make sure that you're taken care of and they're going to take care of you and they will defend you when you need it. And if you have some favors you need to call, guess who's going to be there? Yeah. Uh, probably half of those people that you helped, not all of them. Yeah. Great point. Great point. Well, Hey man, I really appreciate you being on tonight. Of course. Um, I know, I know, you know, obviously we, we didn't share this with anybody in the beginning, but, but I want to, you know, I guess publicly thank you for jumping on, especially tonight, because we had a little scheduling challenge with our guests. So you, you kind of stepped up and said, hey, man, I, I'm, I'm happy to fill in tonight. And um, actually, our guest who was supposed to be on tonight is going to be joining us um, next week. Um, cool. and, it's, and her name is Morgan, Ch- uh, excuse me, Morgan Childs. Um, and she is uh, somewhat been known as the elopement expert is, is one of her her, uh, you know, coin, I, I guess, names or, or maybe nicknames or something like that. But diving into the little bit of this conversation about smaller weddings or micro weddings and the value of those and and why you should be paying attention to those and stuff like that. So I think it's going to be an interesting conversation when it comes to that. And uh, and so we'll look forward to doing that next week. And, and obviously, Cole, we'd love to have you on again. I know the software stuff yeah. that you're working on behind the scenes, you and I have been talking about that a lot and we'll continue to keep talking about that. And so uh, we'll definitely want to get you on to talk about um, when you're kind of more ready to put that in the public eye and, and how it yeah. can can help, uh, you know, help people in our industry. I think that'll be great. But it, but I can tell you guys just from 
being able to see it from kind of a, a I guess like beta behind the scenes um, look that that uh, Cole's been kind enough to let me have some experience with. It's pretty cool. It's really some good stuff, and I probably yeah. don't even realize how cool it is yet. So <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, so I appreciate that, man. And and Chris, thank you, man. We we cannot tell you how much we appreciate your input every week, Chris. Uh, you're you're always here supporting us, and we appreciate that, man. Uh, all right. So with that being said, Cole, anything else before we wrap things up? No, dude. Uh, love people. That's it, right? Like that's the whole thing. Love, yeah. love people. Doesn't matter. Like a bottom line. Wow, we could you know we could have just said that and ended the show like that yeah. is so <laughs> valuable. Sure. I, I would yeah. have I, I I would have had my my generoso's chicken much earlier tonight if that was the case. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm glad you you saved that gem for the end. Love people. Yeah. I I think that's so important, man, and, yeah. and it's great that you shared that. So thank you, thank you so okay. much, awesome. Nick. You want to wrap us up, man? Hey, Cole. Thank you so much, man. Uh, hey, love people. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm super excited for what you got going on with the software. Super, yeah. super looking forward to, to hearing we'll more to, about uh, that. We'll have to have to leave the people with a teaser. Yep. Uh, it's uh, it's highly specific software for your specific sub-industry of the, uh, the events. So you get all the tools you need and none of them that you don't. Yeah, nice. Super nice. looking forward to it. Cool. Hey, hang out with us for just a second. Uh, yeah. We're going to go off live here in just a second, but hang out with us. Cool. Um, just a reminder to everybody, if, you, uh, if you're not able to watch our live shows, we do post the audio on uh, your favorite podcast supplier. So if it's a Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to uh, podcasts, be sure to listen to back issues or back episodes. And if there's a favorite episode of yours that you felt like there was some good content, but you didn't write it down fast enough, you can always go back and refer to those. So they are available just like this one will be very soon. Thank you, guys. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget, you can watch all of our live episodes on the Wedding Business Growth YouTube channel, and you can also connect with us on all social medias at Wedding Business Growth. Don't forget to stop by our website, weddingbusinessgrowth.com.